Welcome to Smart Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Smart Cleaning School podcast, helping cleaning professionals make the impact that they were meant to make. In this episode, I'm sorry you took it that way. Oh, this is going to be a fun one. You're going to see Ken at his finest getting very angry about something. And we'll see if the same thing would have angered you. But first, let's do a funny papers edition. Okay, here you go, guys. Short and sweet. Me and my two older kids, Kenny and Christiana, were coming home late from working a weekend shift of cleaning offices. And I have no idea why this was even a question, but this is what one of my kids asked me. Hey, Dad, which one of us is most likely to become a trucker? (laughs) I'm like, oh, we talking about a truck driver? Yeah, Dad, which one of the five of us do you think is most likely to become a truck driver? I'm like, is this a real question? Yeah, so it was late. All right, fine, let's talk about it. Went through each of the kids. I really put some proper thought into this. I'm thinking, well, Colby, not sure he can handle that. It's a lot of attention. You'd have to be over the road and really paying attention for a long time. That could be tough. Kai, he really likes to be around other people. Christiana, she also likes to be around other people. Kenny is very methodical. I could definitely see him doing it. Casey, I don't think so. And so I realized, yep, I think Kenny. And then they said, well, what about a second choice? Uh, well, probably not Colby. He gets distracted really easy, and that could be dangerous on the road. And probably not Kai, because Kai's a very social guy. And that's when Christiana in the backseat piped up. She says, yeah, you're right, Dad. Kai is a socialist. Kenny and I looked at each other and just started laughing. There aren't many things that really get me angry anymore. But believe me, there used to be a lot of things to get me angry. And I have a deep heritage from my dad down to me. And he passed on that wrath gene. And I carried it well. But I will tell you that I've worked on that hard over the years. But even to this day, there are a few things that still can get under my skin to the point where I have to fight off the temptation of wrath. I've shared one before. And it's when I have a comedy of errors. Remember the funny story when I talked about dropping my tote bag and my mail and my lunch stuff when I was just trying to get the mail out of the box and it fell into the weeds, all that. One thing after another happens. Like you're trying to pick something up. Oh, you miss it. You try to pick it up again. You miss it a second time. And then as you're standing up, you drop something. And then you hit your head on some kind of an overhang that you didn't see there. I mean, things one after another. I call that a comedy of errors. That aggravates me big time. I have to slow down so I don't get really angry. The second thing that really gets under my skin and gets me very angry is when someone challenges my integrity and say something about me that's not true or they say I'm a liar. I really don't like that. Maybe I shouldn't get upset about something like this or get angry about it, but I'm human and I do get angry about this. And it happened recently at a Honda service shop, known for their incredible customer service. 
And I tell you what, they really did in the very beginning. So let me just tell you the story. It was my first time there after hearing so many great things about this particular shop. I had to put a new alternator on our Honda Pilot in Florida when it broke down and it was still having issues. And I have known that Hondas don't respond well to aftermarket alternators, but I thought that was a problem from years ago with my Honda Civic from back in New York. But it still obviously was a problem and my Honda was rejecting the aftermarket alternator so I knew I needed to go to Honda to take a look at it and get their take on it. Sure enough, by the way, the end result was, yep, need an alternator. But let me tell you the interaction that I had with them. Here's how it started out. The initial experience after dropping the car off was really good. They gave me a loaner car that was beautiful. It was a brand new. I think it was a Honda Fit. Really nice. They took my inconvenience and they made it convenient for me. Wow, I dropped off my car and they gave me a really nice one. We didn't have a second car yet because our other Honda, the Odyssey, had died before Florida. And we had to sell it for scrap before we left on our trip. I also had a really awesome initial phone call with Holly, who was at the front desk of the service shop. She was very kind and said that she would make it work out. If I dropped off the card, she'd get me the loaner. She had everything set up, and I was very pleased with the level of customer service with Holly, who was my first interaction at the service shop. So I was very positive. I thought it would be a great experience. And it was. I went in and I dropped off my car and I was able to get a loaner. Now here's how this went down. I was at the counter and the technician, his name was Ken, just like mine. I had multiple choices because Honda has like eight people at different little stations I picked the one with the same name as me, Ken. And I was getting the paperwork, dropping off my car. He was giving me a paper to say, here you go, it's a receipt. We've received your car. Do you want to wait? No, waiting for a loaner. And Ken said, well, I'm sorry, you're going to have to wait 45 minutes so we can get a car prepared for you. I said, oh, okay. Well, I did talk to Holly and she said that there would be a car waiting for me. And he says, well, I'm not sure about that, but I don't see anything in the register or on the lot. And then Holly walks over. She's holding keys. He's holding paperwork. And she says, oh, no, Ken, I've got this guy taken care of. I spoke to him on the phone. He's got a car. It's over here in the bay. We'll, we'll have it brought in. And then she put down the keys and some papers on the desk right in, right in front of me where Ken was processing the papers for my pilot. So I said, awesome, this works out great. Thank you, Holly. Thank you, Ken. I grabbed all the keys and the papers that were on the counter, and I got into my loaner, and I started to drive off. But I had to wait at the double bay doors as you pull up close. The Honda garage will will lift. And I look in the cup holder, and there was another set of keys, you know, a keyless starter system. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then the keys I had from Holly... It was kind of weird because it was multiple keys on it, and there's the Honda key, the exact same key that was also in the cup holder. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's the backup one. But it had some other things on it that were kind of weird. Like it had a Wawa scanner card on there, some other keys that weren't the Honda. I didn't think anything of it. Oh, plus like one of those neck lanyard things that you can put around your neck if you want to wear it. I didn't think anything of it. I was just wanting to get out of there, get over to work. 
So I just put those keys right there in the cup holder with the other ones, and I took off. Okay, now some of you are listening to this, and you're probably already starting to laugh and realize probably what happened here. But let me play this out. I go to work. I'm all set. And I knew that I had this car for the day. And then in the morning, my plan was I was going to go to work and then shoot over to Honda, drop off the loaner, pick up my car because I knew it was done. I left the house and I was on my way to work. And that's when I got a call and it was from Honda. And it was Ken. I was happy to hear from him. Hey, Ken, how are you? Ken, you took some keys from the counter that weren't yours. We have you on camera. We checked it out and we know it's you. We need you to bring those back. It took me a moment to process because I first thought he was just calling to check on when I was coming to get the car. And then he was accusing me of stealing something. And I was just taken aback. And then it hit me. Holly brought over the paper. Holly brought over this extra set of keys. The keys were the same as in the cup holder. There was the Wawa thing, the extra keys. That's when it occurred to me that Holly made a mistake. Holly took someone else's car keys and receipt that she had probably just processed. And then she saw me and mistakenly brought over those to give them to Ken. But she put them in front of me and I mistakenly took them. It was a total misunderstanding. Anyone could have done it. Because she talked to me, she was looking at me, she put them right down in front of me. And so, of course, I took them. It was like someone hands you something, you don't think that it wasn't for you. I just assumed. Now, I should have stopped when I when I was pulling out of those double bay doors and realized, wait a second, why do I have a Wawa thing on here? I should have went back in and said, I think there's some kind of mistake. Why do I have these keys? Why didn't I do that? I have no idea. I was just getting off to work a little bit absent-minded, kind of in a hurry. I don't know. But here I am at this moment. He says, Ken, you took some keys from the counter that weren't yours. We have you on camera. We checked it out and we know it's you. We need you to bring those back. Now that I had time to process it, I said to him, Ken, this is a misunderstanding. Luckily, I just left my house only a few minutes ago I can turn around, go back and get those keys. I know what you're talking about, the keys and the paperwork. Yes, I do have them. I will bring them over right now. And he says, thank you. After I hung up the phone, I started letting the processing take hold. And that's when the anger set in. That dude just called me a liar. That dude was just looking at film and seeing me. And he's looking for the thief that took someone's keys. They were probably stressed out about where these keys go he was probably getting blamed maybe he was being threatened about his job who knows they were getting in trouble and then they looked at the footage there's the guy there's the thief look this guy right there he dropped off his stuff and he took this set of keys get him he was accusing me and that it just set in this guy called me a thief he calls me a liar he challenged my integrity i did take them it was a total total miscommunication but he didn't say to me, hey, Ken, I think you may have taken the keys by accident. He didn't say that. He said, Ken, we saw you on camera. We know you did it. I felt like I was a criminal. I started getting angry. I pulled up to my house, ran in, grabbed the paper, grabbed the keys with the Wawa cord on it, very angry like a hornet. And I went back and drove toward Honda. 
And that's when I called Ken back up. I calmed down a little bit. Okay, fine. I'm bigger than this. He offended me, but I can still be the bigger person. Hey, Ken, I just wanted to let you know I found the keys. I've got them. I'm on my way over. But I want you to know you just offended me because you just said this to me. You you made me feel like I'm a criminal. I'm not a criminal. This is a misunderstanding. His response, check this out. I'm sorry you took it that way. Oh my goodness. Because this is where my fist wanted to go through my phone and hit him in his jaw and knock him out. I immediately went from trying to be cool, right past angry into like wrath. I was so angry. I punched the steering wheel and I was like deep breathing. I said, Ken, I'll be there in 15 minutes trying to get my composure back, hung up the phone. Oh, I was fuming. I was angry. (laughs) Thank gosh that I have an amazing wife. I called her, told her the whole thing. And she talked me off the ledge. She calmed me down. Ken, he doesn't have Dale Carnegie people skills like you do. You're the bigger person. Yes, I understand what he said. I understand. You have to look at it from his side. She was calming me down. She really was. And she was saying... This is not who you are. You need to be the bigger person here. I understand why he gets you mad. You're not a liar. You're not a thief. This was an accident. It could have happened to anyone. And she said all the right things. She said all the things that calmed me down. If he would have said any one of these things, I would have been completely fine and said and laughed it off. You know, Ken, this is kind of funny. But no. First he insults me, calls me a criminal. And then... He says, I'm sorry you took it that way. That's not an apology. That is not an apology. He's saying, you're wrong, I'm right. In fact, let's dissect what this man's people skills sounded like. Here we go. Here's Ken's perspective to me. I said what I said, and I mean it. You heard what I said, and heard it some way different. You took it differently than I meant it. I'm right, you're wrong for taking it out of context. (laughs) That was pretty deep, right? But what he did was he pointed the finger back at me versus taking responsibility. This is what would have been better, and it would have been more out of the Dale Carnegie book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. He could have said, Ken, you're right. The way that I said that does come across very offensive. I did not mean it that way. Please forgive me for that. He could have disarmed me with his words. Instead, he armed me, and I wanted to attack. Again, only a few things get me really angry and questioning my integrity is one of them. I know what he was trying to do. He was trying to apologize, but he just doesn't realize that his apology was not an apology. He doesn't realize that his attempt to apologize only made it worse. He had no clue. He really didn't. He was that dense or just that emotionally inept of dealing with other people. He's just a guy just filling out papers and talking to the next customer in line like they are just a number, possibly. He wasn't Holly, who had great people skills. Now, she didn't do a great job with keeping track of keys and papers, but that's a different story. Ken, on the other hand, was just, get it done, one, two, three, and that's fine, that's his personality, I get it. 
So the lesson here is no matter what your personality is, I'm not talking about having sensitivity training and trying to make everyone happy, but there are some basic skills in building human relationships that are really, really helpful and important. Do you want to be someone that's helpful and building others up or do you want to tear them down? Because I can tell you an easy way to tear someone down and to get them to not like you is to do a non-apology. And that's what, I'm sorry, you took it that way is. It's a non-apology. It's essentially, like I mentioned before, me saying the words I'm sorry, which prefaces an apologetic type of comment, and then you took it that way. Meaning, I'm sorry that you... (laughs) didn't hear it the way that I meant it. You are wrong. Here's what you do. Change, I'm sorry you took it that way, to, I'm sorry, Ken. I think that I may have said something that offended you. Please forgive me. Let's start over. If you would have said that on the phone call when I called back after saying, hey, I got the keys, but listen, you made me feel like a criminal, and I'm not, and I'm offended, he could have said that. I'm sorry that I offended you with that. Please forgive me. Let's start over. Thanks for bringing the keys in. Misunderstanding, no big deal. I called Teresa back and told her how that went down. And she said, I'm going to pray for you. I said, all right, please do. Because I didn't want to walk into the Honda dealership. And not that I would, I mean, obviously I wouldn't get into confrontation. I'm not like that. I'm not going to, I would never raise a fist, nothing like that. I was just angry, but I wouldn't really do anything. I was just mad and my wife helped me and so she prayed for me and it calmed me down. I felt the peace coming back and she says, let me know how it goes after you drop off the keys. Sure enough, I showed up at Honda and I went over to Ken and I handed him the keys. I handed him the paperwork. I said, here you go. Here's your keys and paperwork. And I said, look, we got to, we got off to a wrong foot this morning. I apologize. Here, here's me apologizing to him. Why? Because I got mad, actually. So it was need, needing an apology. Ken, I'm sorry. I got really angry with you earlier. You offended me. I'm sorry for that. Let's just start over. So I'm the one that did that. And he says, yeah, sounds good. Like, that was it. It was to him. He wasn't even thinking about it. I was one of 12 people he was dealing with in the past hour. He didn't know. He didn't care. He was like, thanks for the keys and stuff back. My job is secure again. That's fine. I have no problem with that. I felt better. And then I went over to Holly who got it. And I told her the story. And you know what? She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I told her exactly what Ken said to me on the phone and how he said, I'm sorry you took it that way. And she says, I'm really sorry this happened. This is totally my mistake. I came over to you. You could see me on the video dropping all the keys in front of you. I can see it's an honest mistake. And I said, I'm not a thief. It just really got me angry. She says, I know, I know. And she was very helpful. And so that smoothed things over. So Holly was the one that really saved the day. If my experience is based on Ken alone, I would never in a million years go back to this Honda dealership. I'm not going to say which one it is. I'm not looking to give any bad press. You can probably figure it out because you know where I live. But even still, there's a couple to choose from. I don't want to do that. But I do want to say if you were to find it and you were to find Holly, Holly, thank you. You did a great job on the customer service end. If you weren't involved in this, again, I would never come back to that dealership ever again. And I would tell my friends also to not because of one bad experience. Yes, I smoothed it over. 
But I don't want to work with people like that. There's other dealerships. I can take my business elsewhere. Holly, you saved a customer. And so it just shows you how important it is that you deal with people uprightly. You deal with people with emotional intelligence. You learn how to have some people skills. And what does that mean? It's an overused term. It just means this. Do you know how to connect with people in a way that builds them up? Do you know how to do things that makes them, okay, well, you're just doing that to manipulate, to make them like you, how to get friends and influence people. Yeah, I would like to get friends and influence them, but not to influence them to buy something from me. I want to influence them to change their life, to become a better person. So I would like to get people to like me so that I have an ability to influence them. Yes. And so people skills is an art. It's not a sign. Well, there's some science involved, but it's an art. It's how to effectively deal with people. And most people do not have people skills. Remember that classic line from Office Space? If you go back into the 90s, Milton with the stapler is like, but I've got people skills. I mean, it's an epic line. Go YouTube that scene. You'll love it. The guy with the stapler, stapler, not my stapler, red line, (laughs) swing line stapler. All right, so we're bringing this to a close. You can see I'm lightening up my mood. So what's the takeaway? It's about forgiveness here. Ken said something that offended me. I could hang on to that offense. I could let that offense boil over. I could let that offense turn into bitterness and anger. And it could be something that could drive a wedge and that could harm me and others. Unforgiveness is a very dangerous thing. Instead, I dissolved the offense as quick as I could, thanks to my wife and calming me down and praying over me. I'm very thankful for that. And so the real lesson here is, yes, have people skills. Try not to offend people. If you ever think you have, apologize. The best people skill is just to apologize for something you may have done to cause harm to someone. Yes, and it happens the most in your closest relationships, not the guy at the Honda dealership. It's with your wife. It's with your children. It's with your parents. Life's too short. If you have any kind of an offense or anger or bitterness or unforgiveness towards someone right now, I want you to think about that, pray about that. And I hope that you would go be the bigger person, be a reasonable person, and go clear that offense and just tell them, hey, you offended me. Whether you meant to or not, this is what happened. I'm sorry I hung on to that and I've been holding unforgiveness against you. Please forgive me for that. They may never apologize. That's fine. You clear it off your end. (sighs) That was a tough one for me to do. I'm not sure if that one is going to become a best of anytime in the future, but it's one that I thought was worth sharing, and I hope that you learned something from it. And what about you? Are you struggling with something with offense? Are you holding on to something? I can help you in more ways than just your cleaning business. So feel free to go to my website, The Smart Cleaning School, and connect with me through my email or send me a message or book a call with me. I'd be glad to talk with you about unforgiveness or how to clear up an offense if you're just struggling. Maybe it's with a customer. Maybe it's with an employee. You just want someone else's perspective. Reach out to me. I'd love to help you. And with that, have an amazing week. 
Thank you for listening to Smart Cleaning School. Class is dismissed. <laughs>